0: Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. Welcome back, everybody, to Simplify Jesus, where we are breaking barriers through communication. Hope everybody had a great Fourth of July out there, and uh, if you're not in the U.S., then you don't know what I'm talking about, and that's okay. But yeah, we, we had a great Fourth here. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Let's jump into where we left off last week with Jacob and Laban, and I don't know about you, but these all these names are getting me a really little confused at times, so <laughs> y'all y'all try to keep up. Yeah. Uh, but last week we saw Jacob make it to Haran and fall in love with a woman named Rachel, and uh, of course through a long series of events, as the Bible tends to do, um, and a lot of twists and turns, Jacob ended up with two wives, a mm-hmm. figure, and two concubines and 11 sons and one daughter dinah a lot of kids that's a lot of wives that's a lot of a lot of people
1: it is (laughs) that's a big family it is a
0: very big family (laughs) um but in the end jacob left to go back to canaan and he and laban made their peace as they parted after what 15 years oh at least yeah Finally, Jacob got everything that he was wanting out of the deal, and then some, and um, now he's going back towards Canaan, and he gets a whole new series of events happening to him. So, what's going on here, Matt?
1: He does. So, so he's on the move back towards Canaan, um, and he he has a realization that he's got to pass through the land where his older brother, Esau, landed. Now, if you remember from a couple of episodes ago, when we talked about Jacob and Esau, they were twins, uh, but Esau was technically born first, and so he was the oldest son. He was the one who had the birthright and the blessing and all that stuff. If you want a little more information on that, go check out. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we we went a, did a little deep dive into what all that was about, but... When they left each other last time, it was really not on the best of terms. Um, Jacob had tricked Esau out of his birthright, tricked him out of his blessing. And so, you know, understandably, Esau was really upset by this. And so that's what actually sent Jacob away to Haran, where he met Rachel and Leah and, and had his wives and kids with their father Laban in the mix and all that stuff.
0: That still bothers me that Jacob is the one that caused all this mm-hmm. and then he's going to go run away. Because his brother's mad. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just... That is just a little chicken right there. It's such
1: a younger brother thing to do, right? (laughs) Let me roll that grenade in there and walk away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that's exactly how it went down. And in fact, even his his parents supported it. Um, His dad, Isaac, when the time came and Jacob had done all this stuff, he was like, you need to get out of here. When you leave, go to Haran. That's where you need to go. Um, And Haran, if you remember, that's where abraham originally traveled from and so that's where their lineage is from um so with all that background in there it's understandable why jacob was a little bit hesitant going back through the land where esau lived where all of his family lived
0: what do we know about esau is he doing well do we know that like is, he, is his life turning out the way he had hoped
1: so, so what we know for sure at this point is that, um, he's gotten married. Um, he married Canaanite women, a couple of Canaanite women. And so probably has a pretty sizable family, uh, like Jacob does not sure on the prosperity front, how he's doing with the, the sheep and servants and all that kind of stuff, but he's doing, I mean, he's doing well enough. So we find out in this story that he's got, you know, at one point it says Esau and 400 men are with him. So like he's, he's got a crew, uh, he's, he's doing pretty well for himself. Okay. Doing pretty well, and he, he, and he must be doing pretty well because here here's Jacob coming, and he's coming to a city named Seir, but it's in the land of Edom, um, and Edom is actually another name for Esau. So he's got his own land, right? Got he's his got a th- kingdom, right?
0: Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole group of people that are known as the Edomites uh, after this guy down the road. So he, he's doing all right for himself. So as they're approaching, uh, Jacob starts sending some people ahead of him to, uh, to offer Esau some gifts of animals and servants and that kind of stuff. And I'm the pump. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Let's see, see if we can ease our way in here. And, and so it kind of seems like based on how Jacob told him what to do and all of that, that, he's trying to gauge where Esau is at, um, is he still angry with Jacob? Is there forgiveness here? What's, and almost not, is he still angry? But how angry is he? Are we at a 10 or, you know, mm-hmm. at what level are we at here? And so Jacob's men go. They come back and they tell him, "Look, Esau's coming back with four hundred men. You better be ready." <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> and so, of course, Jacob, you know, if if you were the younger brother in this situation, knowing what you did, you'd be worried, right? Yeah. Your Your older brother <laughs> with four hundred dudes is coming after you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not going to pretend like everything's rosy, and I hope I've got eight hundred men in that case. Yeah. Probably a little. <laughs> Angrier than than I would want him to be. That's right. That's right. And my brother's six four. He's a little bit bigger than me, so you know I gotta I gotta watch out with stuff like that. That's right. My well, younger brother at that. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so. If you think about his, his anger level, and if he tells all of his guys what they did and they're all loyal to him, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just not, it's, it's not a good situation. So, so during this time, uh, Jacob prays, um, which is a good thing to do in every situation. Uh, but he, he prays to God for deliverance and he comes up with this plan of how he can ease the tension between himself and Esau. And so he broke up all this livestock that he got from Laban, um, all of his servants, and he broke them up into four different groups and sent them off one at a time, just kind of staged out a little bit, almost like a parade, so to speak. Um, and in Genesis 32, 17 and 18, um, he tells them, when my brother Esau meets you and asks, who do you belong to? Where are you going? And whose animals are these ahead of you? Then tell him they belong to your servant, Jacob. They are gifts sent to my Lord Esau. And look, he is behind us. And so he, he sends all these groups ahead and says, basically tell them that you are a gift and this is, this is an appeasement and Jacob's coming behind me. Don't worry. He's going to come around, but, but just remember all these sheep and animals and all this good stuff coming. So he sends all four groups ahead of him during the day. And at that evening he stays at the camp while, while they make the trek ahead, which I just, I just thought about that. That's, that's kind of a, I don't you yeah, I'm to say coward's way out, but like, yeah, you guys go ahead and deal with that wrath real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hang yeah. out here at camp tonight.
0: <laughs> well, as mad as he was, he was, he could have very easily said, I'm not going to accept any of these and all of you are going to die. I mean, that's kind of the way of the world back then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, there, there wasn't much room for, uh, um, sympathy and, you know, uh, diplomacy, yeah. uh, back then <laughs> it was, it was pretty much, uh, if I, if I if I don't like you you die I mean that's just how it was mm-hmm. um, we see a lot of that in the Old Testament so a little sidebar in the story of Jacob and Esau um, something pretty cool happens at camp that night that's important for the history of Israel and what we know is Israel so Jacob is by himself at this point I'm assuming that uh, his wives concubines and all that they're in their own tents with kids and all that stuff and he's off by himself and the Bible all it says is that a man wrestled with him all night until daybreak. Um, and so we don't really know anything at that point about who this is. But some some dudes come wrestling with him. And the man hits his hip socket and uh, and tells Jacob, look, I got you. You know, Let me go. Um, you're not going to win this thing. I got you. But Jacob wouldn't do it. And he said, I'm not going to let you go until so you bless the man, right? He Basically, the guy was telling him to tap out. Um, it's like like UFC fighting. He's telling him to tap out.
0: And that's what you mean by hitting his hip socket. He's hitting Jacob's. Yeah, he's he's hitting Jacob. Okay, he's hitting Jacob, saying, tap out. Yeah. Be done with this. Yeah.
1: And so neither one of them were willing to give up. Jacob tells him uh, who he is, thinking this is some just random stranger. And he says, your name is no longer going to be Jacob, but it's going to be Israel, because you've wrestled with God and man and prevailed. And so uh, the name Israel literally means wrestles with God and that's you know that's the name that we know today, right? We have the nation of Israel that is established today. This is where that name comes from because Jacob and God wrestled uh so, one night
0: so so it doesn't say who it is in the beginning. he just mm-hmm. says he's a man wrestled with him, right yeah, so hold on, so this is God that he's wrestling with is that am I understanding that right yeah you, you, I know you just said that, but yeah. I'm reading you know in, in reading the text, it really doesn't tell mm-hmm. us until it says man wrestled with God, yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, so it wrestled with God, and in fact, Jacob even confirms that. He says uh, in Genesis 32, 30, he named the place uh, Peniel, which is face of God. He says, for I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. So basically, Jacob wrestled with God here, um, which is, this is one of those instances that's really cool to see in genesis and and throughout some of the old testament where you know god had a physical presence on earth um
0: and we haven't really seen that since abraham
1: yeah yeah we haven't seen it since then and really the throughout the old testament we have a little bit of that with moses but mm-hmm. it's it's pretty rare it's, so we
0: got abraham we got moses and we got jacob yeah it was really the three that god has been face to face wow mm-hmm.
1: yeah right. that's pretty it's that's pretty, pretty small select group there so, so that, that is the backstory of the name Israel. That's, that's where that comes to be. And from here on out, um, the, he and his sons are known as the nation of Israel. Those, um, uh, his sons are the, the heads of the tribes of Israel and all that stuff. So that Israel is, is that this is where that name's origins
0: from. Which is important because we're going to learn more about Israel in coming episodes and reading mm-hmm. the Bible. And we're going to see how important Israel is to um, well, just to God as, yeah. a, as a nation put up my geography here, but Israel is where Bethlehem is is where mm-hmm. Jerusalem is is where mm-hmm. all of the major points in jesus 's life mm-hmm. yeah come to fruition mm-hmm. so I may be jumping ahead here, but mm-hmm. um we're pointing already we're pointing to Jesus with Israel with jacob 's name being changed
1: right right because that's so so through the through through israel that's where um yeah, you know, that's god's chosen people who he who he chose to bless the world through right this is abraham the promise to abraham coming to fruition um this is the promised land is going to be the nation of israel um where the current nation of israel is still is today it's i i think if i understand right geographically modern day israel is not all of what israel used to be uh the promised land so to speak but yeah i mean th- this is where This name is so important to history. I mean, this is God's chosen people here. So, So
0: yeah. I want to add here that, again, God using anything and everything, because Mm -hmm. this is all coming from a guy who was nothing but wicked to his brother. (laughs) Yeah. Was nothing but... He was mean. He was mean to his brother. He was a mean little brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he did everything he could to get all the blessings to Mm trick him out of his, um, all of his birthrights. Mm -hmm. And now he's being blessed with... Yeah. Hey, world meets the start of Israel. God's yeah. Chosen people. Yeah. That's yeah. I
1: mean, so, so you think about it, everything he did to Esau, right? Stereotypical conniving person in there, right? And then everything he went through with Laban, and he's blessed that situation. Um, yeah. I mean, God can use it all, right? Yeah. That's, and, and he does use it all. And we see that shift in Jacob's mindset when he's approaching Esau, and he stops and says, okay. I don't know how to handle this. God, help me out here, right? Mm-hmm. That's you can you can see that shift where he's not. He's setting aside his own pride, and I know how to deal with my brother. I've done this before, and he says, "Okay, God, I don't know what to do here." Um, you you can see that shift in his attitude,
0: and that's a huge shift. I I'm, I am currently struggling with that shift myself. Same here. <laughs> the same um, here. Um, you know, our pastor. We 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 talk about our pastor all the time because he says so many uh, truth bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he said something yesterday today's monday so yesterday Mm -hmm. um about needing to oh how did he say it he said if you feel like people um are going to be uh, you know if you feel like you're gonna say you know if they would just be more like me (laughs) then you got some serious issues um because we don't none of us have it all figured out that's right um so and I think even in this, this is where Jacob is kind of like, you know what, I've mm-hmm. I've got it all figured out, even through trickery and everything else, mm-hmm. I've, I've got everything. Mm-hmm. But to see that switch to, mm-hmm. okay, God, I can't do it on my own. Yeah, that's that's huge. And
1: in both of our stories, we we've seen when that shift happens is when you see that Romans eight twenty eight come to fruition that all things work together for good is when we say, okay, God, I don't know what to do anymore, help me out here. Mm-hmm. And then you can see how He uses everything you've been through to put you where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and even even in the sanctification of salvation mm-hmm. um still going through it even oh, through God, yeah. because it's so easy for pride to get in the way mm-hmm. and and you get that haughty attitude and, and you got it all figured out and God knocks you back down
1: that's right <laughs> that's <laughs> absolutely right okay so let's jump back into the story here with Jacob and Esau Jacob gets up the next morning he's got a new name he's now Israel and uh, he sees Esau coming towards him from a distance and so he gets his his two wives his two concubines each with all their own kids and he puts them up in a particular order um, which the favoritism of this is gonna be important later um, <laughs> but he puts the two concubines up first with their kids and then Leah and then Rachel and uh, and sends them ahead.
0: Ooh, maybe they'll kill the other ones first and then I can keep Rachel right <laughs> that, pretty much
1: pretty much. And so he, he sends them all in and Esau makes it through all of these parades. You can think about it. He's gone through four rounds of servants and animals the day before. Now he's gone through two concubines, Leah and Rachel. And now he finally gets to Jacob. He goes up to Jacob, gives him a big old bear hug. Basically. Um, he's, he's loving on the guy, but, but he's confused. Like why, what are you doing? Why this big parade of people? Why all this stuff? And Jacob explains like, I've been blessed. I wronged you and and I want to give back some of the blessing that I've gotten basically from getting God's blessing that was supposed to be yours I, I I feel guilty about this I want to give some of this back it's it's so cool here to see this that that Esau at this point is like man I'm good right he's got 400 men with him so he's doing all right we see that mm-hmm. um, he's got his own land um, named Edom and so he's he's got his own territory he's doing good himself but he set aside the anger, the frustration, the bitterness, all of that, and he's just happy to see his brother. So he doesn't accept any of the gifts. He, he sets all of that aside. says, look, I'm just happy to see you. Come on through. And uh, he lets, lets Jacob pass through with all of his people and animals and all that stuff. Esau stays there in the land of Edom. He sets up shop. Um, that becomes important in the history of Israel that we're going to see I'm actually my my personal study. I'm I'm reading about the Edomites when they're an enemy of Israel down the road. Uh, so so they're real important. God uses them in a very different way down the road. But but for where we're at now, Esau stays there. Jacob goes on back to Canaan, where Isaac and Rebecca are, and that's where he's going to set up shop. And will one day be the promised land. It's going to be be their home for the long haul.
0: We don't have to imagine too hard to really see the worry that jacob had going into all this for days or how, how long did it take him to get there you know before he's setting up oh gosh I he's mean, sending out all these people
1: right exactly so i mean if you think about it was at least two days of procession um but then like you said like all the setup and stuff i mean mm-hmm. it could have been a week or more yeah. like oh, i don't know about this yeah
0: and he's worried but at the same time he still wants to go through and see his brother he probably mm-hmm. could have gone around he could have found a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still wants to see his brother. He still wants to try to give some of that blessing back. Mm-hmm. But the worry that had to have been. Mm-hmm. And then he. Turned it over to God. Mm-hmm. After after all that worry. After right. all that stress of. of okay I'm going to send this. Yeah, I'm going to send the concubines. And the Leah. Mm-hmm. Then Rachel. After the servants and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he went to God and said. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. That's That's just too cool. To see how. God's able to use that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's such a cool story. And, and, um, to, to skip ahead a little bit, you, you mentioned earlier how this, this connects to Jesus and in, in that we get the name Israel. Um, another way this connects to Jesus is one of the uh, more famous parables that we have is the story of the prodigal son. Um, and so the to give you the highlight of the what the prodigal son is all about is in Luke chapter 15 if you want to check it out in this story there's a man who has two sons and the younger son comes to him and says look I want my half of the inheritance now I'm I'm, I'm ready to cash out on on the family and uh, and go live my own life And so the dad obliges, says, okay, here you go. You can have your half. And uh, the son leaves home, and he is living the high life. He squanders it on living the dream, so to speak. Um, The rock star life. The rock star life. (laughs) That's right. The funny thing is, the rock star life, I feel like there's got to be a lot of hard work to get to the rock star life. So is it really the rock star life? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we just view it that way sometimes.
0: I I wonder about that sometimes. The rock star life is a lot harder than... Just Being not that I've been a rock star, uh, but I've been able to live that nightlife like that, so mm-hmm. it's not as fun as you might think it is. I can imagine,
1: yeah. So, so he goes out, he lives that way. So, the problem comes in when a famine hits the land and basically shuts everything down. So, you know, not unlike what we're dealing with in modern times where they're. Um, I wouldn't say there are food shortages but some of the surplus that we're used to seeing on the shelves and stuff we don't have right because of the stuff going on in Ukraine and uh, other logistical issues and whatnot and so we, we see the impact that has so you can imagine when there's a famine across the country across the land what that impact would have on the on the economy as a whole so he has to go find work and and the work that he finds is literally feeding pigs and he's so hungry at this point because he doesn't really have any money he, he blew all that away uh, his job probably doesn't pay him much he's he's so hungry that he is uh, craving after the slop that he's feeding the pigs which I don't know much about pig slop. that doesn't sound too appetizing um, That's gross. yeah <laughs> it can't be good can't be anything good um, not to mention in Jewish culture, pigs are considered unclean animals. They don't eat bacon, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Pork in general. And so.
0: And they're not supposed to touch unclean animals.
1: Exactly. Right. So this was like the lowest of the low points. And so this son has this realization. He says, Look, even the servants in my father's house live so much better than I am right now I'm just gonna go back and I'll be a servant I'm just gonna submit myself to him and and do that so he goes home makes a trek home and when he's at the end of the the driveway uh, so to speak um, he's coming in his dad sees him from a long ways off and he runs out towards him and embraces him and says my son is home Uh, he once was lost but now he's been found and that story is a symbol of God's love for us that that even while God loves us, he created us in his image. Gave us everything here so that we could be fruitful, multiply and succeed and all have different gifts and all this kind of stuff. We run away from them in sin. Um, every one of us has done it. it. That's just how it is. But God gave us a way back to him through Jesus and what he did. Romans 5 8 is a powerful verse about this. It says, but God proved his love for us in this way, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that even while we were at our worst, he reached out to us. He came running towards us in our sin and, uh, and embraced us back in. And so, and we see a really cool example of that and the story of the prodigal son, but we also see it in Jacob and Esau that, that, that familial love and that, and how God's divine love can overpower no matter what we've done in the past, right? Like we talked about before, God can use everything for good. It's because of His love for us, right? That's why He does that. And so, um, we see a really, really cool example of that in the story of Jacob and Esau. And we'll see many examples of this going forward as
0: well. Yeah, we will. And I'm going to add that we don't, while it's all still sin, uh, we also run from God in through stubbornness, through mm. pride. Yeah. Through ignorance, mm-hmm. uh, through arrogance, mm-hmm. through all kinds of other things that you know we think we know better. We mm-hmm. think, um, or there, you know, oh, there is no God, uh, or um, God doesn't love me because He did this, or you know, all of these different reasons. You no, know, but God does love everybody. Right? Yeah, and, and and like we've said earlier in this, and in our testimonies, and everything else, God can use anything. All you have to do is turn to Him.
1: That's right, absolutely, and that's. That that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why we're here, right? We we that's the message we want to get out there. Um, that's why we're doing this. And so it's really cool to see, even so early on in the history of the Bible, that we see we see that love poured out uh, between two brothers this time. But it's that it's that same love that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a fun part for me because, uh, and I've mentioned it before, and I'll continue to mention it that through all of my years, uh, the last you know ten years that I've been reading the Bible and kind of trying to figure it all out. You don't really think that there's other things going on in the rest of the world, but there are. Mm-hmm. And we found some of those resources. So what's mm-hmm. going on in the rest of the world? while all of this has happened to Jacob and Esau.
1: So it's, it's interesting you say that I, I actually just came across some social media stuff where not directed at us, but in conversations that we were kind of a part of where people were saying, Oh, that stuff's all fairy tales. It's all just fables and whatever. And um talking about the Bible and you know, it's, sometimes like if you without plugging into history it's hard to it's not as tangible as it could be um but plugging into history that's why we're doing this and so one of the interesting things we see here is that this is around the time that the assyrian empire is established and so they were located in uh, the modern day middle east so iraq iran kuwait kind of that area um, the arabian peninsula area so that, that's probably the one of the more significant things happening around this time so not only is it important for modern day uh, in establishing those countries this is where they all kind of came out of but from a biblical history um, this is also really important because the assyrian empire is plays an important role in the old testament narrative with the uh, exile of israel down the road and so they're they're one of those uh, constant thorns in the side of Israel throughout their history, and eventually they do they do take them into exile. And so, this is around the time when they were established.
0: So, is this something that's mentioned um, in in coming chapters of the Bible um, about the Assyrian Empire? So, when we think of them, we can be thinking that you know Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, mm-hmm. all these people they're at odds with Israel. No, it's not necessarily iraq iran kuwait those those places Mm -hmm. but that's where it got its start Mm -hmm. and kind of grew from there that's that's interesting
1: yeah so pretty much throughout the throughout the old testament they're just referred to as the assyrian empire it's not broken up but what is interesting about that though is that today you still see that same tension right um uh with some at least some of the countries around there um iran and israel gaza with the fight over gaza strip and palestine and all that stuff right that's all this is where it all comes back to.
0: Wow. Okay. And it's said in the Bible, is it not that Israel is always going to struggle with these other empires in the area? hmm
1: Yeah. That's actually after, um, Joshua moves in, um, okay. to the promised land because, so God told him to completely annihilate everybody that was in the land and they didn't do it. And so okay. he said, because you didn't do that, they're going to be a thorn on your side. How interesting. here we are thousands of years later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How interesting. Mm-hmm. We're just giving you all kinds of spoilers to, to <laughs> listen, listen for in coming episodes. That's
1: right. This is why you have to
0: stick around. Yeah. <laughs> the good that's, stuff's coming. That's for sure. Um, well, I'm loving this. I think this has all been great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into some... Now, Jacob and Esau and all of these... You know, The story of Abraham this is like the foundation of, of everything that we're about mm-hmm. to get into. Um, but my personal favorites start with Joseph and I think because I can relate so much to him mm-hmm. um, so this is going to be really fun next week when we start diving into his story yeah and his family and all the way that worked out and mm. it helps me to remember why Romans 828 is so important to me
1: yeah if anybody can claim that it's this dude he yeah. went through some
0: stuff <laughs> yeah for sure so the drama the drama the drama is yet to come There's so much more so y'all stay tuned and we thank y'all for listening
1: Thank you for joining us this week. If you've got any comments, questions, or concerns, shoot us a note at info@simplifyjesus.com. At we would love to hear from you—good, bad, or ugly. We're always open to feedback. Hit us up anytime. We—you uh, can also find us on social media: uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, we've even got a Pinterest page. If, if it's social media, we're probably there. If we're not, let us know. We would love to be there and, uh, and, and get into those spaces and help spread the good news. That's what we're all about is spreading the good news of Jesus. Enjoyed having you this week. Hope you'll join us again next week as we dive into the chronological look through the Bible.
0: For sure. We'll see y'all next week, everybody. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon.